0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one 8 silver the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and I'm very excited to talk today. Uh, just excited to share our thoughts with, with our listeners this week. Um, we're going to talk about debasement, de dollarization, debanking. Um, an interesting week in the markets. First, let's talk about what, what we saw. The gold and silver market came down this week. And, uh, you know, gold is, is down something like one and a half percent over the last six, seven days. Silver's off by about three and a half percent. So gold came down from, you know, mid 19 range down into the low 1900s. Silver was trading up around 23 and We've come down to 2270. Um, but let's just remind everyone that gold is up six percent this year. Or year over year and silver's up just shy of 9% year over year. So I always like to keep the big picture you have to. when you're, when you're seeing pullbacks and our audience is obviously well versed in pullbacks. They're used to the ride and anyone who's held precious metals for a long, for the long term can be, um, easily put these moves into perspective for the long term because mm-hmm. in the long term, they don't matter. In some ways, though, I do find them curiously kind of narrative cover <laughs> for the other things that are happening. Uh, it's like it's like something bad is happening. Push the price of the metals down because the the people aren't selling per se in, in a big way that should be pushing the price down. It's paper. But on the other hand, we can see plenty of examples where people are buying en masse. Mm-hmm. Like Poland this week, for instance. We'll get into some details on that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, central bank buying continuing to support the ownership of physical precious metals, specifically gold, in times of um, immense debt, immense inflation continuing to rise. We're seeing a little bit of a dip. Uh, a bottoming, as we we say here, in in the headline inflation data that came out this week. A a slew of data, the CPI data, came out yesterday. In fact, um, a little bit lower than expectations, so that sort of justifies um, maybe a pause in interest rate hikes going forward next month, but it's very short-term. In the long haul, we have to stay focused at the big picture. And you're right, Jeremy, it's a total diversion away from uh, the real uh the real stories that are at hand the debt the federal budget deficits surging to one point six trillion in the first ten months fiscal deficits uh fiscal monetary po- fiscal policy monetary policy, and even personal monetary policy just seeing that the average american is is just underwater. Credit card debt in the U.S. has surged over $1 trillion, and this is very much indicative of the type of squeeze that the people are feeling. Uh, the banking situation is, is going through and it has entered into and going through a series of, of hits. Uh, Moody's again cuts the credit ratings on 10 banks this week, places four of the 15 largest banks in the u.s on review for possible downgrade including lenders jeremy so trying to decouple from counterparty risk is very important so
1: i was listening to an interview with jim Rickards um this morning actually with uh sarah pomboy on wealthy on i believe we put it on our twitter uh, it's on it's on our twitter or x whichever you prefer and he was talking about that the U.S. dollar, you know, with the BRICS, we've talked about the U.S. dollar being weaponized, that um, they, they blocked countries from getting their money, specifically Russia. And other countries looked at that and said, well, wait a minute, if you can do it to, to them, you can do it to us. And that's really what has sped up the BRICS process to get to um, a, new, a new currency, and we'll see how it all plays out. He had a very interesting take, Jerry. What he said that? he said that in effect, if you're refusing to pay out, you know, the, the bond market is is all about trust. And if you have just refused to pay out, forget weaponization. That's a default. That's how that's he right. put it. It's a default. So what if what if maybe these banks that are potentially being downgraded? Is uh, you've got some squeaky paper over here? Something. Squeaky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure uh, out what it is. <laughs> um, what if these these downgrades on these banks or, or people being censored, in you know from getting their funds out of their own personal banks, like Nigel Farage, which we wanted to talk about today, is a form of default? That's right. Right. Instead of a punishment, maybe it's put under the guise of punishment, mm-hmm. but censorship being a euphemism for default that's right what do you think
2: that's the way i see it really you know it it is and it's you could just do a quick search on debanking and nigel farage does come up Uh, a number of our clients were affected uh, by debanking as well so this is nothing um, that is that is just you know happening in places in the uk it's happening more so in places in the uk even in australia now we're seeing that Um, but this is a trend so when we when we start seeing these negative defaults happening, if you're not going to be paying out, that's that, that's definitely a default, Jeremy. That's the way I see it.
1: So let's let's get back to the the metals market at hand. We we did get a pullback in the market. We always want to discuss and put it into perspective because you know you you see the market pull back and you say, okay, what what's changed? You know, this isn't a significant pullback in any way, but what's changed in the world and you you look you say well the debts are only increasing the debasement's only getting worse it's not getting better okay they've been fighting inflation gaslighting all of us that it's our fault that the economy's too hot mm-hmm. it's our fault slow it's not, down, guys yeah slow, slow down, down the growth yeah don't don't uh, don't go to work you've been creating inflation it's not couldn't possibly be us printing the money over here but nonetheless You say, okay, but it's already done. It's all been done. It's in the mail. They've, they've printed. They've got the debts. They've got 32 trillion in debt. The debt to GDP is over 100%. It can't be beat. The, the currency will have to be debased. You can only tax people so much. There's only so much you can pull up your bootstraps and, and place the blame on the middle classes. Mm -hmm. It, it is going to be debasement. And so if the currency is destined for debasement, then you have to protect against that. Oh, of course. And if gold and silver went down, then that would be a great place to start. Get it cheap.
2: And we have to get into that, the making the case for buying this dip, because if we dissect through the CPI, which is the consumer price inf- in, in, in indicator, the inflation indicator that came out this week, the government is telling us that inflation is 3%. But the goods and services we buy daily are on average 10% or higher, like here's, here's a following from Golden, Co- Golden Coast Consultants, 17.8% on car insurance, 14, 14% in tax services, 14% in food, 13% car repairs, 12% on fruits and veggies, 11% in bread. That doesn't look like 3% to us. Why are they telling us? Or the
1: fact that they raised interest rates and people with variable mortgages (laughs) or have to renew are, you know, they're up like 50%.
2: Exactly. So when we see that real world inflation is much higher than the narrative, people must take action for themselves because we're supposed to trust these governments, right? And this is why we've talked about the growing distrust of governments have caused people to look away from the norm, from the typical conventional arrangements that you should be putting your money into. And if people could just understand the type of banking system that we have, Jeremy, in the, in the with regards to Moody's first downgrading the credit last week, that was really a downgrade against the US dollar, first and foremost, because everything is denominated in a currency that has been debased. But they're telling us it's only been debased by 3%. No. If we go to goldprice.org and look at every single major currency going back from 2007, every major currency is being debased by an average of 9 to 10% per year. So we're in a rat race. We're in a race. We're losing time because in five years, you have just lost 50% of your purchasing power. And… You know, what do we do? Do we continue to trust? Absolutely. I think trust is just down the tubes. This is why we love meeting people. Our doors have always been open, even through the lockdowns. We've loved to have people in. We've met freedom groups. I've been involved with some amazing groups, Jeremy, talking about how to barter with coins. You know, I'm going to get into that probably maybe in another show, put together a presentation into September, or October on how we citizens can use silver for trade and barter and trade. But you know, distrust of governments—that's just one of the major, major tenets as to why why Canadians are or world citizens are moving away from the traditional banking system.
1: Definitely, gold is trust. Silver is trust because there's a finite amount of that product. It takes blood, sweat, and tears to get it out of the ground. There's a cost to get it out of the ground. Once it's been refined, the energy is stored, and that's key. But the the bigger key is that it's zero counterparty risk that's why it's safe that's why you can trust it because you can't have someone print it out out behind you right Mm -hmm. if if you put cash and gold under the bed the cash can still be printed into oblivion it can still buy you less and less every every year whereas gold on the long term ends up always keeping up with inflation and surpassing it so when we talk about price we're we're talking about two things it's it's not just the price but it's it's what you can buy with your gold it's it's you know people who have held gold or silver for a very long time um they tend to not think of it in terms of price per se they think of it in terms of how many ounces do i have mm-hmm. how many ounces of gold do i have oh okay i've got this amount at at 1900 us or 2600 canadian and here's what it's worth very easy calculation it's like saying you know how much cash do i have sitting around for a rainy day mm-hmm. and with with gold you start to realize that in 1980 gold hit 850 an ounce the dow fell to 850 points that's a one-to-one ratio so one ounce of gold would buy you the dow in 2011 we hit four to one four ounces of gold would buy the Dow. Today, we're at 18 to 1. So imagine that. Imagine if it came down to 10 to 1 or 6 to 1 or even back to 4 to 1. And imagine if the Dow, which is overvalued, if you think about all the PE ratios, if it were to come off by 15, 20, 30%, if there was a panic, that would probably only bring it down to like 27,000 points, Mm -hmm. 26,000 points at a... At a $850, 1980 price to $1 trillion, that would put gold at uh, around 27000 which would be a one-to-one ratio on the Dow. Now, again, you don't have to see those. If you divided that by four, like we did in 2011, or divide it by 10, you're still looking at $5,000 gold. And imagine where silver goes at a ratio of 30 to 1. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're at 80 to 1 these ratios are telling us they're begging us to to acquire gold at these low prices because they're so cheap against the these debt laden indices mm-hmm. right debt debt debt-laden houses that are still in bubble territory all of these things let's let's talk a little bit more about the ratios about the value of the metal and where that is going to be and how many ounces of gold you would need to buy a house or how many ounces of silver you're going to need to buy a house in the coming years the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com it's all about physical physical gold physical silver go to our e-store guildhallpreciousmetals.com
0: more to come on the real money show 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment
1: welcome back to the real money show the number 18778silver and the website guildhallwealth.com jerry if you were new to investing New to the investing world. We're not advisors. Speak to your advisors. Speak to those you trust. If you were new to the world and you were looking to build wealth and you're looking at the stock markets, are you, are you sitting there thinking, oh, well, if the Dow, just using one, is trading at 35,000 points plus and we're in an inf- inflationary era where everything costs more, the businesses have lower margins. Look at UPS. They have to pay out 170000 per employee now. That's right. Um, so your employees are asking for more. Your margins are down because everything costs more to create or, or get to you because gas prices are high. All of these things. Business margins are way down. Okay, And your general costs are way up. So is everybody going to run out and buy an iPhone this year? Are they buying six pairs of Nikes like they did a few years back? Probably not. So if you're an investor, you're looking at the stock market, especially a new investor, saying, oh, well, it could easily double from here. Or do you start to look for things that are very inexpensive, like silver, which is trading at you know twenty two seventy the 20s, when the right? cost to bring it out of the ground is something like 17 dollars and they've just banned open pit mining and in, in, in one of the biggest areas of the world where we get our silver, Mexico, you can't even get it from the open
2: pit. You can't get it. So what do you where would you be going? Exactly. When you when we realize that our cash is being squeezed and our savings are squeezed, you start you start to think, wait a minute, you're hitting my bank account here. You're hitting my livelihood. So you start digging and you start researching what is going on? How can the valuation of the stock market continue to rise as well as every other item? So, is this just isolated to the stock market? Absolutely not. All asset prices are moving higher in tandem with everything else. Gold and silver, on the other hand, are being held back. You know, we're using contracts. And when we're thinking of the simple diversification, negatively correlated assets. Everything seems to be correlated. Correlations are being thrown off. In times of trust, you start looking at what the big money is doing, right? If you are a newer investor, what have the successful been doing? How have generational wealth builders built and preserved their wealth? You know, there there's many countless families that have done it, and they've always included gold. And this is what is so special about physical gold being wealth insurance. You want to insure the wealth that you have plus grow it at the same time. And we're going to get into that with uh, with regards to the German central bank, why they've been holding gold, and you know it's a unique combination, Jeremy, of independence from all of the currency madness, all of the devaluation and debasement of our currencies, the financial institutions that are that are, could be shaky. You know these people who are newer investors, they may see some of the some of the issues with the banks, and this is the reason why central banks hold a portion of their reserves in physical. They need independence from all of that financial madness, as I call it, and liquidity. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure when I need to sell it, I'll be able to sell it for whatever currency I want. I'm, no, I'm not just isolated to the Canadian dollar because I don't know if the Canadian dollar will be around in five years, <laughs> three years perhaps. We don't know. The Canada does not have an ounce of gold in its coffers. So us Canadians have to do the wise thing and become your own central bank. And and that to me, Jeremy, just, just speaks volumes for any newer investor thinking. Why are the banks holding? Why are the central banks holding gold? Why aren't they? Why aren't they holding hordes of cash for the next five, ten years? They don't. Yeah. You don't go into the central bank and see cash paper. None of them are.
1: None of them hold crypto either.
2: They don't hold that either.
1: Except maybe Ecuador.
2: And their Trans. and their biggest El Salvador. Uh, was it El
1: Salvador? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Poland's central bank has bought 2.3 million ounces of gold so far this year alone, which by the way would calculate to about 4.3 four, just under 4.4 billion dollars worth of gold. Now, I do find it ironic that these central banks are buying gold and they get to just print the money <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> right? That's right, I know. Uh, we don't get to do that. But, um, but nonetheless, if they're doing it because they're hedging the fact that They understand the game better than anybody. They understand more than anybody that the emperor has no clothes, that this is a confidence game, and that that confidence could be sucked out of the room at any moment, right? Then they would definitely want to protect themselves against that. So again, gold is trust, and you want to have those physical assets as part of a portfolio, especially when you're trying to battle... The debasement of the currency, and the debasement of the currency has been has led to the debasement of culture, the debasement of values, and now it's leading to um, de-dollarization around the world, and now it's also leading to de-banking, which is something we touched on in the last segment. But what is it that's that's kicked that off? You, we we mentioned Nigel Farage, who. Once Upon a Time was a gold trader, by the way. That's right. Um, He used to be on on King World News interviews all the time. And then he he entered into politics and kind of became a major player in in politics as um, independent, in a way. Um, Also very very vocal about um, Brexit. Which, by the way, speaking of Brexit, in 2016, when Brexit happened, when they all agreed to do it the pound dropped 30% against a basket of currencies and gold went up 30% in british pounds that's right so if you were if you already owned gold in in england nothing happened you maintained your exact purchasing power you had you could travel anywhere around the world you had the exact same purchasing power if you didn't then everything that you did outside of that country was 30% more expensive. That includes all the imports into your country as well. That's just a perfect demonstration of how gold can hedge against a debasement. And in that case, it was a rapid debasement, It was an overnight debasement. If you look at countries like Turkey, Venezuela, Argentina, um, you know the list. The list is growing now. Um, Lebanon is another one where they've experienced hyperinflation. The price of gold can go to um, to priceless, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, Argentina, so, especially.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about uh, debanking.
0: Got
2: to be ready for it. You know, th- if this is this is the definition of weaponization of the banking system or money that is sitting on top of the SWIFT system. That Swift system is the digital system. The money sitting there in your bank is not paper cash, wads of cash sitting on a bank account in the vault. No, this is just inputs, ones and zeros on a communication board, and that's all it is. And if you become unpopular or you decide to use your First Amendment right of free speech, and it's unpopular, well, you don't necessarily have to be a terrorist and, and bomb buildings and be and be this nuisance to society. All you just have to disagree. With the with the narrative and with the mainstream narratives, and that's but, what that was. But do you for, think? Farage.
1: Okay, so they did that with the the convoy in Canada. It, you know, it looks like they want to go cashless in in Australia, and they did it to Farage, who is, um, you know, highly visible. So they want to you know go after someone highly visible to make everyone else second guess. But is that something that's really going to happen again? I mean, when we talk about. Um, censoring people or cutting people off from bank accounts um a year ago two years ago you know they pulled back on that within a week it was almost as if the prime minister got a phone call from a major bigwig at a financial institution saying what are you doing do you understand how much money is being pulled out of these banks right now like for me personally i don't think i'm as worried about censorship um through debanking um as as it was an issue maybe a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I'd still be more worried about the debasement of the currency, and being aware of the debasement of the currency, and not just fall into this, these back and forth in the wind arguments of whether or not raising interest rates is working,
2: mm-hmm. right? And that's true on
1: the economy. Um, also, Jerry, uh, on another note, uh, newsflash coming from our friend Kevin Fernandez, eighty-two at Instagram. I don't know if you heard about this.
2: Not, not for today.
1: Um, This it says. Forget government issued digital currency. Says Bank of Canada report. They conclude Canadians don't need it and don't want it. Acceptance could be challenging.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that, and I also saw this week the Bank of Canada released a survey. The results of uh, a survey. They they, um, surveyed a bunch of merchants, and ninety six percent of the merchants are are want to avoid going cashless they prefer cash in 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 day-to-day banking or in day-to-day business so
1: of course they do when you're when you're paying 40 percent income tax, and, no tax. <laughs> and it's you know it's like the worst country to to try to get ahead in business um you know you, <laughs> cash can be a
2: good thing and cash is a good thing <laughs> yes we don't knock it
1: no it's a great thing look and the other thing we've talked about this on our show I've seen this passed around um, through social media and whatnot. This idea that when you use cash, there's no additional costs. When you're using credit cards and you're using bank machines and all of these things, there's all these little tiny fees eating, that, away. eating away, whether it's a penny a transaction or even if you were to roll it into the overall cost of the machine every month. The fact is is that when you, when you use $50 digitally and it passes through, 20 people's hands, it's no longer $50 that's being passed around. It's now uh, the fees to the financial system, to the banking system, has whittled away. They've taken it away.
2: But it's no big deal, right, here. It's just normal transactional costs.
1: But it's still being sieved off the top to the financial system versus maintaining itself in the community. Mm-hmm. If we pass around a $50 bill in our community, right? Go to the hairdresser. Go buy some some juice. Uh, you know, pick up some groceries, and we're paying with cash. It's staying in their hands. A waiter, you're giving them a cash tip instead of them, you know, having it through the credit card. Right. All of this is adding to the money stays and plays in the community, mm-hmm. giving the community a bigger chance. Like yeah. why inflation is an insidious, um, uh, it's everywhere. Stealthy cancer on. Your wealth, yeah, and this idea of the ease of credit cards, the ease of of, of digitization—you forget the fact that there's a little cost for that. E-transfers, there's a little cost for that, right? You do a few e-transfers a month. Guess what? They ding you with 150, with a dollar fifty, two bucks, right? So, just being conscious of, you know, nothing is free in the world, and convenience costs money too, mm-hmm. and you can always. You can always um, rationalize that. There's always different conveniences you can rationalize. Like if you're a family, you go, I'm going to Uber Eats because I'm just too tired to make dinner. Right. And that's a cost, of, cost for <laughs> effect for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. You get the point. You can always rationalize these things. But at a point, why not keep the money in the community?
2: Exactly. I mean, this is the, this is the beautiful thing and this is the necessary thing about – hard assets. And what is your hard asset? When your money, when the currency is being dwindled away, when the currency that is sitting in the bank is sitting in a fractional reserve bank, if people only can realize what a fractional reserve banking system is, and this is global, this is not just here, or in the where we usually see it, the major players being the New Zealand, the UK, Canada, US, and Australia usually happens in these countries, right? It's really not the BRICS alliance. If we understood what the fractional reserve banking system was, you would get your money out right now. And this is the urge. And I think we have to really look at how we're protecting our money. Are we going to go back to the same old, same old, the stock, bond, cash approach, keep it in a GIC for the next year? Well, after a year, you're going to be even worse. Well, let's talk about that in the next segment because interest
1: rates have gone up. You're getting more return for your money, parking it somewhere. Is it going to be enough? The number 18778Silver, the website GuildHallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number 18778Silver, the website, GuildHallwealth.com. At Guildhall, we only deal in physical precious materials metals if you want to buy some physical precious metals take home delivery set up an appointment come purchase that direct at Guildhall. we're more than happy to do that we love anyone who's starting fresh want to pick up a tube of silver maples a 10 ounce bar we've got a 50 ounce combo that you can see on our e-store which is a great way to start and the idea is you want to put some physical in your hand because there's an aha moment that happens when you put that physical commodity in your hand you you just the lights go out this is real money this is real money that i can make economic decisions over a 50 year span because the value of this is going to be there in 50 mm-hmm. years so we love when people start small we encourage people to start small 10 ounce bar an ounce of gold start small and then you can build up to you know we do offer depository services if you're concerned about the storage of a large amount of product and insurance for a large amount and liquidity look jerry you know it i know it guys a lot of people have been leaving canada a lot of people are really sick of the policies that they've been seeing about the distrust with the government and the way they feel that they're being treated as Canadians. And we've seen it at our in our business. We've seen multiple clients leave the country. I've had friends who are not involved in the gold market leave the country. <laughs> it's true, right? Um, and you know, they say, "Okay, how do I do this uh, for our clients?" Look, they they still hold it in in their their depository account they've got that ease of liquidity should they need the funds and they know it's fully insured yeah so there's a lot of benefits to that but the best place is the registered accounts hands down hands down in a registered account you talked about it jerry in the the second segment about over a decade period you have to make 50 60 percent to keep up with inflation so you've deferred your income put it into a, a registered account now you have to make sure that the money that you put into that account can buy you the same amount of goods in 10, 20, 10, 15, 20 years. And the longer you hold gold and silver, the more it does that for you. Mm-hmm. Gold's up 450 plus percent in Canadian dollars. Silver's not much different over a 20 year period. And that, that destroys inflation. That, that not only, Helps you keep up with inflation, but that would allow you to pay the income tax when you withdraw it, mm-hmm. or if you even wanted to pay the penalty to withdraw it, thirty percent, you could pay that too. Like that's what can happen when you make really when gold does what it what it does, mm-hmm. and it, it's always done it.
2: That's what. But it does. we just
1: can't think myopically in terms of what it did for me today, what it did for me last week. You have to think in terms of a longer period, which is why we talk about. right Mm -hmm. as a hedge
2: that's right that's the beginning that's where we usually start at crawl walk and run that is usually the mantra that we begin but you'll realize how quickly you mentioned it's this aha moment of what gold and silver actually do when you get that physical metal in your hand and that 50 ounce silver combo in your hand that's going to spark something and you're going to start looking into what money is what money is not what has survived for thousands of years and it is that gold it is that silver and if you have money sitting in your rsp locked in with you know into some GIC that's l- literally just sinking. It's a sink you're li- in a sinking boat because Why? they're locking you in for 5%, 6% if you're really lucky or 4%, but the real world inflation is much higher than that. If you look at that gold price chart where you see what gold how gold has performed versus every single major currency and you can call that a GIC if you will. This is in reverse what currencies are doing versus gold they're all losing approximately nine to ten percent okay so lock in with gold lock in the value of your money your hard earned money with physical gold outside of the banking system
1: but what would you say to someone though who is looking at the gold or silver market and they're saying but i have to pay these premiums and then i have to pay to store it where where does it become economically viable to have this when i could just hold a gic and and basically start getting the income right away
2: well you know there's an argument definitely to overcome to understand the difference between spot price and the price to buy physical there should not be a premium in any natural natural market if it was a normal market there should not be a premium this is this is you this mean is a premium you, above the cost of fabrication. That's right, or above the spot price. Uh, yes, above the cost even or above the spot price. The paper price of gold and silver, that futures price, this should not have a premium over for fabrication. It should just be the price. But this is the problem with the paper market. When you have contracts that represent x amount of of ounces over the amount of actual physical gold or silver, um in availability this is where you have that issue of of having too much premium so with regards to the you know what makes this so special about you know having physical precious metals in your in your portfolio it is your wealth insurance you're buying physical yes you're paying a little bit of premium but that is the cost to actually get your physical your your insurance insurance because it is the only tangible non-financial asset that is a monetary asset that's always liquid and practical to own without ever involving the financial system and if you're talking about how to sever yourself and your money away from counterparty risks that is wealth insurance that is monetary wealth insurance for yourself for your rsp for your lira countless of people came to me this week jeremy about three people They were fired, they were let go, they just received their packages for their pensions. It was a surprise, but they heard that Guildhall was approaching nurses and doctors and people who have been kicked out and who have been given this pension package, but they're looking to, to, as one person told me, I don't wanna participate in that system anymore, Jerry. I don't wanna put my money into something where they can use my money and leverage it over and over And then potentially fund something nefarious against me they're weaponizing my deposits against myself is what this person said and i could wholeheartedly agree and i understood so this is why we're seeing that people are looking towards physical precious metals not just for protection but for the opportunities to actually break free and grow this because where we're headed it's going to be fantastic the gains ahead stagflation is here we're going to get into that shortly um, you know, Crescat Capital. Uh, Tavi Costa came up with a great chart about stagflation, and you got to be prepared. And the only thing that you can prepare with would be physical precious metals.
1: Okay, I'm excited. We're going to talk about where the prices are headed. Um, I'm sh- we're we're going to wait with bated breath for this break. <laughs> the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website Guildhallwealth.com. It's the Real Money Show on AM six forty.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the real money show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. You know, Jerry, we just before we were, we were talking about premiums in the market. And look, I, I think I might see it slightly different. I understand that there's a fabrication cost. You're buying a retail product. Once you own that product, that's it. You're not paying management fees over and over again for it. So there is sort of a one-time upfront cost to buy a physical product like gold and silver, and it is a one-time cost. As far as storage is concerned, you know you can look at any variety of investments where you don't own anything and they still charge you the storage. So for me personally, if I'm going to if I'm going to pay for storage, I I might as well own the product, right? Um why am I paying st- storage for something I don't actually own? And uh so that's that's how I look at it and I think that the other way to avoid these costs of doing business is cost averaging, you know, mm-hmm. looking looking for dips like what we've seen this week to buy into the market. Because you can, you can try to offer the lowest premium possible, you know, you can sharpen your pencil as much as you can, but ultimately the market's going to make that decision for you, and you want to always kind of hold back a little bit to feel like, hey, I've got a position, I'm ready to go, but I've got... But I'm looking to purchase later, or I'm going to hold back for a rainy day. There's always going to be opportunities. I would say prepare for those opportunities so that you can feel like, hey, I'm able to take advantage of those. And that's what's also going to bring down your cost, cost of doing business. Look, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to buy at the highs. It's just natural. Of course, buy low, sell high. Guess what? It doesn't work like that in the real world. In the real world, most people buy high. Because I, I they get excited about what's going on in the market and they don't want to miss out. And so a lot of people would would rather miss out on waiting for the market to take off. And then once there's momentum in the market, jump on. And you know who cares if you miss out on a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Look at silver. <sighs> who cares if you buy it at $50 and you miss out on a $20, $20 gain? Really, who cares? Mm-hmm. Because as we're about to talk about, I, I don't know what Tavi Costa said. But I know silver is going to triple digits. So who cares if you buy it at 50? That's right. However, you're going to miss out on 80% gains, which is going to be very helpful.
2: (laughs) Very helpful.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say say no to 80% gains. But there's a whole swath of people that need to see that 80% first. That's right. They need to see those gains first before they get into the market. And you know what that is? That is a lack of research. No offense. It's, you know, there's, sure, there's always different circumstances, timing, personal situations, right? When did they get the funds, blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot of it is, did you do your fundamental research? How many ounces of silver is there above ground? How much does it cost to get out of the ground? How much is available right now? What's the general price? Right? What's the ratios? What's the gold silver ratio? What's the Dow gold ratio? How many ounces does it take to buy a house? Did you know that in 1980 you could buy a house in Rosedale, Toronto, premium neighborhood, for less than 300 ounces of gold? Today, that four or five million dollar property is going to be in the thousands of ounces of gold. You're talking kilo bars. You're talking those bars that you see central banks buying. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need lots of those to buy to buy a property. And then a regular property that needs to be, you're talking over 600 ounces, maybe Mm -hmm. close to 700 ounces. Is that what it's going to cost in five years? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I really don't think so. I think as the dollar debases, as as these bubbles burst, Exter's pyramid starts to close in on itself, you're going to see the purchasing power of gold and silver. This is my setup, by the way. Set me up. I'm setting you up. You're going to see that the purchasing power of those metals goes through the roof. So
2: how can you not be excited? Exactly, especially when you see dips like this. And just this week, Andrew Hecht, a 20-year veteran in in trading precious metals commodities, for Bar Chart, he came out with an article not too long ago that talked about every dip in the gold price in the, that the bull market began years ago has been a buying opportunity. And he gets into the building the case for for gold, and it's going to tie into what. Tavi Costa from Cascad Capital um, was mentioning uh, about about the precious metals and commodities in versus the traditional stock market. The case for higher gold is compelling, says Andrew Heck. Firstly, you got the potential of BRICS currency backed by gold. So we have geopolitical and monetary uh, landscapes converging that all favor higher gold prices today. So he cites the BRICS. Obviously, they're going to be meeting in a couple weeks. The dollar index declined from one hundred and fifteen from the highs down to below where we're at today, around one hundred and three. Even regarding central banks and governments, they have been net buyers of gold over the past years, adding to reserves. And when you couple that in with the the these fundamental factors, when with technicals, they all line up in the same bullish direction. And then, lastly. Obviously, inflation is at the highest level in decades which makes gold a very attractive investment asset. Yes, investment is that thing that's going to make you money because when you have inflation it leads to lower growth. year over year profits and earnings have been slashed. Not everyone was winning this this earnings season. A lot of the earnings were slashed. Uh, a lot of the profits were slashed. So Octavio Costa Tavi Costa came out during stagflationary periods. The S&P 500 index, the stock market, tends to be inversely correlated with inflation. We're seeing today, Jeremy, that we're seeing a bottoming in inflation, and everybody is expecting higher inflation. Just look it up. So if that's the case, we have stagflation. And during stagflation, stock markets get hammered. Look what happened in the 70s. Those nifty-fifty stocks, they got hammered. And his chart here is clear. crestcat Capital shows that with rising inflation, stocks fall. So if we have a bottoming here and we potentially see a higher rate of inflation, especially if the central banks decide to back off and on, on hiking interest rates, they're going to let inflation go. Higher stagflation. 80% is what you were talking about in the gold market. Yeah, we sure want 80%. Give me 80%. I need 80% right now. But what did gold do during the 70s? Gold went up 838% during that one decade. Silver went up 1,100%. And when we talk about the fundamentals and doing your research – It was the University of South Wales talking about the silver. Those researchers say estimated that by 2027, solar manufacturing will need over 20% of the current annual silver supply. Fast forward into 2050, and it's estimated that solar panel production will consume a whopping 85 to 98% of existing global silver reserves. Silver will become become unobtainium. And when that happens, 1,100%? No. That's conservative. I think silver will be going into 5,000%, 10,000%. We'll see. But when you can't get a hold of it, that mania begins. It's just like the toilet paper mania, Jeremy. Isn't that correct? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, this is uh, more valuable than that. But I guess it depends on the time. <laughs> but um, no, I agree. I think that ultimately gold will break through the 2100 range. Silver will break through the $30 range. That'll put us into new territories. That's going to start the runoff. I think that that could happen this year. If not, I you know we can see it happening easily in 2024 putting our necks out on the line here on that one. But I think that silver definitely gets into the triple digits. Gold gets above 5,000 over the next several years, and it's going to be very, very exciting. Just do your research. Look at the fundamentals. Talk to us. We're more than happy to to chat with you about the markets. That's it. Jerry, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you to our audience for joining us, all our listeners. We love getting your feedback and your questions. This has been the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight Silver. The website GuildhallWealth.com, and we can't wait to speak to you next week on six forty Toronto.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.